Let's get ready to rumble! Hello, and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that's feeling a little bit... Uh, I don't know, down in the dumps, long in the tooth, call it what you will, at the moment, <laughs> due to the COVID situation, due to the fact that America is in the headlines yet again for bad reasons. And uh, anyway, I am your I am your host. My name is Tosin. I am based in Bromsgrove in Worcestershire. And joining me on the Isle of Wight, uh, Sharon. Hello. And I believe also on the Isle of Wight this week is Sean. Yeah, I'm back. To, I'm one of the key workery type people so yeah i'm 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 here hang away if you're a key worker so to, to sort of deviate from films right from the word go to go off on a tangent right from the word go. <laughs> oh right sorry yeah 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 okay let's get back to the movies no 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 wait you said key worker does that mean that you're going to get vaccinated sometime soon um well i, I don't know there was talk no one really knows at the moment to be honest no one really knows at the moment i mean it's um i'm sort of you know you just no one, no one really knows. So, no, I, yeah. I haven't got a clue, Toes. Not got a clue. Got, okay. My right, mum's cool. had her first jab. All right. She's cool. had her first vaccine. She had that before Christmas, so she's had the first one, and she's due oh, to have good. her second one on Wednesday. Hmm. So I've arranged my times around so I can take her. And there was an elderly lady who lives down the road who goes to my mum's hairdressers. She was given the appointment. She's ninety-four, but she got very stressed. But she couldn't afford the taxi and the buses. She can't walk far enough to get the bus down there to walk to where the, the vaccine site is. So I took her down last time. Yeah. And so I took her down, got her vaccinated, then came back, picked my mum up because they're out. Their appointments were like two hours apart. <laughs> and I took my mum up. Then I took my mum back. <laughs> and so I said to this lady, I said I'll take her back on Wednesday so she can get her second jab. Oh, so cool. I have yeah. been yeah running a couple of the elderly folk there. Oh, that's good. But that's my mum had a, quite a reaction. She had a nasty reaction, but I think... You're going to be one of the people with, that everyone's going to be clapped for at eight o'clock, Sharon. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah so mum had like a bee sting on her I arm. Think, she had a big red bump and then a big halo around it. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the clapping thing. Oh, anyway, 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 anyway. Would like to would like to think well, well done Sharon. Would like to think that that would be the last time COVID rears its head, and this would be like a lovely COVID-free zone where you can just talk about films and what we've been watching. Um, but we, I'm not sure we can make that promise before the end of this. Give it a good go. We will give it a good go. We'll give it a good go. So once again, welcome to Netflix the Cinema. And on this podcast, what usually happens is that we go and watch. Between us, usually three things in cinema in a week and three things at home on a week. And we talk about, it's like the streaming wars. Which screen is going to win your, your eyes? The big screen or the very, very small screen? Which one are you going to spend your money at? And uh, obviously, because of the current situation in the world, uh, there we go, talking about COVID again. <laughs> so, the current situation in the world, cinemas are not a thing. Cinemas are just not a thing anywhere in the UK right now. We are now in a second, in a third, sorry, in a third lockdown. Um, so we are just going to talk about things that the small screen has been offering up in, as a substitute, pretty much. We're going to talk about what it is we've been watching. And last week, if you listen to the show, we, we all, all spoke about Black Narcissus. We were talking about um, how we were all going to watch Black Narcissus, and then we're going to come back, and then we're going, to, we're, we're going to review it as a group. And in typical Netflix versus cinema fashion, we failed to do that. We all failed, all <laughs> apart from Sean. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, beast mode Sean, who goes, yeah, we're going to watch that. Cool, I'm going to go watch that. 
So this late earlier this evening, we were on our WhatsApp group, and I was like, "Oh, what have you seen?" And Sean was like, "Black Narcissist," and I was thinking, "Ooh, I I didn't get to watch that." Okay, I think uh, Sharon and Sean would have to talk about that without me. And then Sharon was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't watch that either." And Sean was like, "Oh, was I the only one?" They were like, "Sorry, Sean." <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's like Mia Kalpa. I just did not. Yeah. So it's, it's there waiting. <laughs> so, sorry, Sean. I, I, I kind of got, no, that's okay. That's okay. I'm I, quite I got caught up watching other things. I'm quite happy to wait. I know. Life, I mean, life gets in the way, really, doesn't it? Yes, 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 it does. So, so that means that we that next week we have Black Narcissus lined up for next week. That we're going to try and talk about that. But now uh, we're going to kick off with something that is, it sounds to me based purely purely on the title of this film that this is a little bit of a holdover or hangover from Christmas. That Sharon is <laughs> Christmas has been and gone, but the same way everything about us makes us feel as if we never left 2020. <laughs> it's you're kind of like, oh well, I must well st- I must well sit around and watch some holiday Christmas movies. Am I correct in this film that you're talking about? It is and it isn't. It's one of those ones that Christmas features, but it's not a Christmas film. Okay, but it, but so this is a film called Holidate. Holidate. Holiday. Yes, it's on Netflix and it's basically it starts off when does it start? It does start off about Christmas time, which is probably why it's been pegged as a Christmas film, where uh, a young woman who Emma Roberts has been single for a while and every time she goes to a family event they're like, Hey, where's you know, well you know, it's been a while now since you split up with your boyfriend, isn't it about time you found yourself a man by the by the bar? Mm. And then her husband and her aunt turns up with this, they describe them in America as like a moral Santa. So I think that has a particular meaning. If you're an American, you'd probably think, Ugh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on. Father Christmas, mm, I'm nice. <laughs> but anyway, he's a bit sleazy anyway, this guy. And she yeah. says, and he goes, yeah. And she goes like, who's that guy then? He goes, oh, he's my holiday. And he's like, what's a holiday? Basically, it's someone you pick up, you bring them for Christmas or an event. And then that's it. You don't have to worry about seeing them again. It's just, it's just a date for the holiday. Or the uh, the national holiday. Yeah. And so the film then progresses where this young woman meets this young guy, an Australian guy working in Australia, and he's in a similar situation. He's newly single. He's fed up with all people trying to set him up or or having disastrous dates with people. So they agree to be each other's holiday. So basically, it's like a there's no commitment. It's just they are their plus one for whenever there's an event going on. So and they decide to be there. They will be their holidays for the next year. Um, so they end up being their holidays for Valentine's Day, for Easter, for in America. There's loads of American holidays. I'm thinking, oh, is that a, a thing then? Yeah. But it was, I think, like Labor Day and Halloween. And anyway, yeah. basically, there's these sort of vignettes all the way through where they basically turn up and and go to these events. I don't know about you, Sean, but I have a feeling. I ha- I feel like I've seen this film before. Um, yeah, I guess it's like could be like quite a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's a trope, but it's a romantic comedy. But it is quite earthy. I mean, there's a, the more, surprisingly quite a lot of swearing in it, and um, they don't flinch away from the whole maybe sort of friends with benefits element of mm-hmm. relationship. That was one of the and films I was thinking of. Yeah, and there's a couple <laughs> of scenes that you think, oh, okay, that's interesting sort of like the bodily functions are mentioned in a couple of scenes you think (laughs) okay so this is not straight down your this is not your hallmark holiday film (laughs) by some of the references you're thinking oh okay so 
some of the some of, some of it was genuinely funny. There were a few laugh out loud moments that I think more because I was just shocked at what I was seeing. I thought I laughed out of that. No, sort of that nervous reaction. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, did, you didn't watch it with your mum, did you? No, I had it. I had headphones on and I had it on my. <laughs> oh right, laptop, okay. What so. would your mum have thought? Oh, she wouldn't last in the first ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been. Oh no, we wouldn't. So, um, so it it is as a tight. But it was more like a bride. I haven't seen bridesmaids, but it's that sort of humour. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So it isn't your sentimental, you know, I call it like a hallmark type film. But we all know the ones. They're slightly soft focus. They're always about like this working, you know, this busy city type woman who ends up going to a small town in America. Yeah. She sees a couple of Christmas trees and her old high school boyfriend, and it all comes back to her. Why, you know, why on earth did she leave the small town when it's perfect? Yeah, anyway. yeah. And then, you know, it's everything slightly misty. You think that they've got some sort of grease on this, the camera lens. Yeah, the, the, um, the, the, closest, so... the closest I got to that um, was watching an episode of The Simpsons that makes fun that essentially parodies this type of film and it, yeah. where, where they, they come to Springfield to make a film, make one of these sort of like Christmas movies. But at the same time, you know, the way we could, the Simpsons does is like while parodying the whole, someone coming to a small town, yeah. they, they actually make, they make the episode one of those films at the same time where the, the woman <laughs> ends up having like, you know, a relationship with, with a, principal, a holiday romantic principal, principal Skinner. The, that was the closest I got to that. Oh, and reading reading a BBC article that was all about this type of film and why this type of film is so popular right now. <laughs> yeah, they are just, it is just like a box of chocolates. You, 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 and there's a certain you know time of the year that you can eat that guilt-free. <laughs> you can almost say, I know it's wrong to eat a whole box of chocolates, but I'm just going to do it. So if you watch like two of these Hallmark films, you are in danger of sort of contracting diabetes, but you tend to think, I will, you know, I will watch it anyway. This is not quite in that category. So it, it's aware of that trope. Yeah. And then it turns it on its head. Um, so there's a big scene where, they, where there's like a big declaration. They always do it at these things, like it's a proposal or it's a, at some sort of declaration. And I always look at those and go, don't do that. That's manipulative and that's embarrassing and it's just plain creepy. But they always <laughs> do it in these films. And so they <laughs> they do it in this one, but they are, are aware of how manipulative and creepy that sort of public declaration or proposal actually is. I mean, it's nothing romantic about proposing in front of 400 strangers in my eyes. It's just you're just doing it so that they can't say no <laughs> oh, okay so it sounds it sounds like one of these sort of hallmark films that well from the language you from what you say about the language it would never be on hallmark um but so it sounds like it tries to be this sort of film while also shying away from everything that makes one of those films that kind of film so does it work how many stars yes. would you give it i would say it works um it is it is genuinely funny in places and you do end up sort of rooting for them as the, as as you do against your will sometimes. But it's one of those ones where the the two leads are likable and it's it's there's there's enough humour in it to carry it through the the worst sort of types of these sort of films that yeah. they generate. So I would say yes, it's entertaining. It worked, but I'd still I would I'd say I'd give it a three because it is what it is at yeah. the end of the day. It's you know a romantic comedy. Um. Even if it's self-aware, it's still what it is. Yeah. 
so I would yeah, I would give it a three. Is it? I'm just I'm just getting this image of you sat sat down on your sofa at home, and then you catch yourself caring, you're just sort of sitting there going, "Oh my god, this! Oh no! Oh oh oh! Where did that come from? Oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness! Snake! Slap! 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So so from that we Stand so together, woman. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh. You you know what came up on my Amazon Prime the other day? On a big (laughs) banner, a big massive banner at the top of the screen? Yeah. After we collided. Oh, for goodness sake. And and honestly, I mean, the way way just says, get yourself together, woman. It made me think, oh, man. You know, I almost want to watch this just just so I can join you. I can join. (laughs) I can join. (laughs) I think I want to go watch after just so I can join you in that place where you're like, oh, this is this is not worth it. All right. So talking about things that are being like, you know, at the banner, at the top of a streaming service, something that has just been pushed and pushed and shoved down your throat. Sean, you saw something called the serpent. I did see something. Yeah, this was just um, normal terrestrial BBC one. Well, Uh, this was on the iPlayer. Yeah, it's Um, BBC iPlayer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and this is um, which is sneakily becoming, up. which is sneakily becoming a massive streaming service. Yes, I know. <laughs> there's, there's some good stuff on there, I must say. Um, so yeah, so this this is about Charles Sabraj, and he was like a during the 1970s. He was in Thailand, and he he obviously he used to kill and rob a lot of uh, backpackers. Um, and so it's basically this story, and he he. It takes place in France, in Nepal, in India, you know, and he goes around his place and he's, he sort of comes off as a, a gem dealer and he, he gets his, his uh, Canadian French girlfriend who's like just totally, totally besotted with him. And he, and so he's got, he's got an accomplice that introduces people and he, he can spot people that are maybe lonely or a bit and, and they go yeah. back to place and, and, just because you know he wants their money or he's, he's and their passports, so he, he uses passports. He uses all the, the passports to go to different countries to do different deals and and all that sort of thing. It's, it's quite a few. There's a few few episodes, and um, it sort of flits off. It flits a little bit back and forth, and it, you, you've got this. Basically, two of the two of the people that have been murdered, a couple that have been murdered, they're down as. Australians, but they're actually Dutch, and um, this no, nobody's really paying a lot of attention to this thing. But there's this one one uh, person who works at the Dutch embassy that decides he wants to investigate these, and uh, much other people saying, "Oh, don't worry about it. it's just backpackers doing too much drugs," and they, you know, you know yeah. that's what they do. Because obviously, being about that time of year, it was all about going to Nepal and all the yeah. So yeah, but anyway, he, he doesn't. He's not happy about it, so he he investigates a little bit more. And so the story is about this. This he gradually works around to finding, finding out more and more. He goes to all the different embassies, the British embassy. When he goes to the British embassy, they say, "Well, there was this one backpacker at the saying that he tried to basically kill me and get me money and all that sort of stuff." So he follows from there, and it's so it's basically like a little bit of a, a little bit of a hunt for this this killer, which they finally. Obviously, well, I, won't, I, won't, I can't really give so, it. So, it, it's, is it kind of like a, you know when you have a police procedural or like a, a serial killer hunt kind of um, um, TV show? Yeah, that sort of thing. It spends a lot of time with with the um, the actual the actual killer and the girlfriend, and 
and then it will go back to the it says like goes back it says three months before and then ah, it goes okay, yeah, gotcha. six months later and then it goes six months before and i know a lot of people had a few problems with that so but for me i mean my feelings about it it was i thought it was terrifically well acted i thought it was absolutely absolutely brilliant the acting was 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 first class oh and um, that sounds like a serpent to me. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I was wondering whether you guys could hear that. I think the the pipes in my house are doing something very weird. <laughs> uh, I'm currently I'm currently in a room in which I think the we have a boiler tank or something, and all of a sudden they the pipes just decide to start hissing at me. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, back to this. I think the acting is fantastic, and Gemma Coleman, who I think, who I just I I, I think is great. Yeah. She's she she plays a really really fantastic part. And you go to all these lovely, obviously, having been a traveller myself, uh, sort of, I'm sort of thinking, oh mate, I just want to, I really, really want to go travelling again, you know. And yeah. it was, I know, I know, it was like I was obviously, well, so 74, 75, well, 75, 76, I'd have been 15, 16. I mean, obviously, I wasn't travelling to those sort of passes, then. I was a little bit older, but yeah. it still had that. I suppose when the times I've been to places like that, it still had that sort of vibe. So it might have been like four years later but it still had that vibe and i was thinking like when people walk out onto verandas i was thinking oh the swimming pool down oh yeah that looks oh, i reckon i've been there you know what i mean and, <laughs> yeah i know what you mean yeah i, I, I recognize that place i'm sure i recognize so so like the state because they're all very similar hotels and apartments uh obviously in certain places tourist places yeah they are very much you know the big stairs and they go around and the, the rooms have got verandas and stuff um so yeah, for me personally, I thought it was a, 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 a well. I had to keep watching again. So that's obviously a good thing. I have to keep watching something. Yeah, you know, watch, watch the next one, watch the next one, watch the next one. I think it. Um, it yeah, uh, for me, I really, really enjoyed this. I, I, I thought it was great, and as I say, the scenery was fantastic. And the guy who plays the killer, he was just—he's one of those really arrogant sociopaths i think maybe they could have perhaps you know a little bit more about his background and, and really sure but when these things they make you actually look and investigate so i thought oh and so so oh, i so look, it you sent know. you down a wikipedia rabbit hole yeah and so that's it really so i was looking about it and apparently originally he was in he, he was in um saigon in vietnam so he was like and he was a, a child of a so he could speak french you know because a lot of spent french speaking and it's obviously when he meets a French Canadian. Um, so yeah, and you've got all the different languages. Well. So you've got your Dutch, you've got your French, um, and you've got your Thai, obviously, which is quite interesting. Oh yeah, I could see you that. Got, and yeah, you got a little just, bit of English. To me, you know, you know how big I am on authenticity. Yeah. To me, it just felt because obviously you've got people going to the police and they're like, you know, well, you know, blah, 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 very blase. But then in India, and you've got the police in India, and then you've got the Interpol guy who really, really wants to, to, to nab him. But he's just so arrogant. You know what I mean? With, even with the, even with the, because he, well, with the story, he actually does some time, gets out and then goes to somewhere where he's done some other stuff. It's just like, why would you do that? And I mean, that's the whole thing. People cannot understand why, if you're a free person in France, why go to a place where, You've done something, and you're wanted for just it. Just be, just be really, really arrogant about it, you know. So uh, I don't know what. So it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating story, I think. Um, I could understand that it might people might get a bit fed up with the flitting back and forth, but 
I, I, I mean, I could, I could cope with that. How many stars so, yeah. did you give it? Four. Four stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Four stars. Oh. This one I taped, so I've got it. Well, I recorded it on my device. I keep saying taped. There's yeah. no tape involved in this process <laughs> anymore. Was, um, I mean, you can get it but on I did record anywhere, it as a Christmas watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can get it on iPlayer. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what you think of it, Sharon. I would really, really be interested to watch it. Yeah, cool. I I think it just seems really authentic and really believable and really, you know, and and I think the acting's first class. Yeah, and as we all know, if Sean says that, oh, something's authentic, that means that someone has put some work. Someone has worked hard. <laughs> Someone has worked hard to get the Sean seal of, you know what? Yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, that, that makes me feel like I'm there. So, so, someone has done a lot of work for that. Uh, so, okay, good. That, because that's when I know that they've been pushing a lot. And I've been, and uh, it's something that just made me think, oh, yeah, maybe I should watch that. So, sticking with the BBC iPlayer for a second. And this is also every now and then on the show, one of us watches something and says, oh, love it. And then one of us goes to watch it and and gives a feedback and goes oh yeah yeah i actually saw that as well um now um sometimes it's also that someone's given something a horrible review like there's a bit of me that really there's there's a really perverse bit of me that really does want to go watch after as i've said already just so <laughs> i could see what incensed sharon so much <laughs> what is what it says sharon there's also there's also a bit of me that wants to watch um rambo last blood because i know oh, yeah. i know i know sean didn't like it, it. But Sharon, you went for the jugular with that film. And and yeah. I, I, I have like no desire to watch it, but there's a bit of me that goes, Ooh, <laughs> I, I, I want to see what it was. I want to see the film that like- Why you know, I would grudgingly give it half a star, half yeah, a point. Yeah, I can't, I can't give my, even give it one. I just can't even give it one. Yeah, I, I, there's a bit of me that really wants to see it. Wants, oh, what was it? What was it? What was it there? Uh, um, uh, but this is something that you watched, Sharon. You watched Ghosts. And, yeah, uh, and just to give a just to give a quick bit, I think everything you said about ghosts on you can search for it on on a, one of our previous shows. Everything you said about ghosts, I think I have to agree with. I have to agree. With. I think <laughs> hey. I think it is a very very it's well written. I mean, I think the the comedy troupe that haven't given themselves a name, but they're the same people who did horrible histories, the same people who did Yonderland. They they have written. It's really really good. There's bits of it that remind me a little bit of Rent a Ghost. If you remember the so yeah. like the seventies eighties like uh, British yeah. comedy comedy TV show, which we one of the shows we randomly got to Nigeria for some reason. There's bits of it that, that remind me of, of Rent a Ghost, but I think just the interplay between every one of them, the the comedy in it, I think is really really good. I think it comes from a lot from the different characters and the ideas of having all these ghosts in this house from people who've died in this house over like you know thousands of years, all in the same all in the same place, and uh, and how they all interact with each other. And I think that like there was a bit I was I watched season one, I finished watching season one, and I, there was a bit in season one it's, it's like a tiny little grace note where um somebody says something and most of the ghosts are sitting down and they also stand up going <gasps> like they sit up on the gasp and there's one then the, the oldest ghost in the house is a caveman he's like a caveman and he isn't sitting down so he sort of looks around then he kind of like goes down like he's sitting down and he stands up and goes <gasps> as if as like he wants to be part of it and it's a tiny little thing it's almost it's like a blinker you miss it but it cracked me up. It, it cracked me right up. Yeah. And I think also what you said about the um, the 
that it, it has these moments of sort of pathos or has these moments of just sort of like yeah, yeah. of oh that catch you off guard like there's one episode called happy death day where there's oh one yeah of, absolutely yeah there's one the one with the one of the ghosts is a scout master and it's all about he's talking about the day that he died and the way it treated there's something that comes at the end of the episode that just comes out of the blue when you think back on it you would think oh yeah i guess it might have been a bit obvious but i didn't see it coming it came out of the blue and i was like oh, oh my god oh wow <laughs> and it's and it's and it's funny it, it's there's a little tiny little bit of philosophical stuff about what is it what have the death what have the dead lost as much as what have the living lost when they anyway it's all good it's all good it's all it's all done way better and much more eloquently than i can say so i agree with you sharon thanks for the recommendation ghosts i'm looking forward to seeing season two and they and there's a christmas special yeah there's a christmas special but they they zoom by without you realizing like you just sit it down there watching it and the next thing you know you've watched six episodes <laughs> oh yeah i've watched i've watched the, them all i think i've watched both seasons two or three times and I've watched the Christmas special two or three times because they're only like half an hour long. Yeah, yeah, they only have... And it, I'm just thinking, oh, I'll watch, I'll watch the first one again because there's a scene with the ghost that just makes me laugh before it even starts now. I start laughing before it even happens. <laughs> and it's all just down to this one interplay between two of them. And I just think, oh, I'll just watch that bit. And then I, before I know it, I've watched the whole... Six episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's it's only like half an hour, but feels shorter for some reason. I, yeah, <laughs> I think one of one of the for me what one of the funniest bits is there's a scene where the couple who live in the house introduce the ghosts to friends, and so you have all the ghosts sat down there watching Friends, and I think it's yeah. it's just so silly. It's so silly. It's it's great. All right, cool. But okay, that's it. But onto the thing I've actually seen this week which I am struggling to remember what it was now because I've been too busy talking about ghosts. What did I tell you guys I see? Oh, His Dark Materials. His Dark Materials oh, yeah. Season 2. Season 2. So if anybody knows about His Dark Materials, these are a series of books. There were three of them written by, well, originally three of them. He's written more since. Written by Philip Pullman. And in his words, what he did is that he was, the fact that, you know, you have um, the great fantasy of Lord of the Rings or the Chronicles of Narnia, which are both this big, epic, well-recognized fantasies in English literature, but are both Christian allegories. So everything about them is actually baked in so sort of like, you know, Christian stories, theology, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. Philip Pullman, being an atheist, he decided that he wanted to write the great, big, historical fantasy epic that was based on, like, you know, a- atheist principles. And the, this has been tried. They had tried to adapt it into a film. They called the Golden Compass some years back. That didn't go well because all the essentially they shied away from the meat of what he was trying to say with the with the stories. And so the BBC, I think, along with HBO or some big American company, have decided let's throw money at this. Let's do it properly. Let's make it a TV series. So they did the 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 whole idea behind it is that there's this element called dust which you have this group called the magisterium who are obviously i mean there is no way in, there's no way possible that these people could be representing <laughs> the catholic church oh no no they're, they're not the catholic church they just happen to have like a really really big city and they all wear robes and they look like cardinals but it's not the catholic church <laughs> and so this thing called dust the the magisterium have decided this is original sin and decided that there's no way nobody should find anything about this. And it becomes this whole thing about, like, a big treatise about, do you try and suppress knowledge? Or do you try and get as much knowledge to as many people to give them freedom? 
And season two comes with a bit where, like, they go from, there's a way they can jump from one world into another world because they're in a world where the demon or their soul is represented by an animal that lives outside your body. And obviously they come to our world where we don't have that, like our souls are on the inside. And I think um, season two is quite good. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that season one, they did a very, very good job of um, adapting this. I'm interested to see what they do because season, season three, based on book three, book three is when it goes absolutely mental. Like, <laughs> like I remember as I was reading the book, I was reading the book. There's bits where you're reading the book and you're getting to it and you're going, wait a second. What on earth is going on? I, I, I just don't understand what is going on. Who's going there? Where's, where is this going? How is this going to end up? And you can feel that at the at, towards the end of season two, there's bits where you can almost feel the story beginning to unravel because people because they're trying to tell the story that Phil and Pullman told in the books but there's just so many things that he he references and he grabs onto and he goes and he's trying to attack organized religion and trying to say what if we just get and it's beginning at the begin at the end of this season to go out of whack a little I'm thinking okay yeah that okay that you're struggling there you're, you're struggling there you're str- but I still think that they've done a really really good job to try and make this thing coherent because there's bits of it where they have taken things that are in the book and they have just made it straight and obvious. And yeah, no, no, no. In the book, it was a bit subtle. We're just going to come and tell you this is feminism. We're talking about feminism here. Okay, now we're talking about like, you know, um, organized religion. Now we're talking about this. And they just make it a bit more obvious than it was in the book. Um, so I, I think the third season is going to be a massive, massive challenge on how on earth they're going to pull this story off, how they're going to bring this story to to conclusion, because arguably it doesn't actually conclude in the book. Um, but I'm, I'm impressed with what they've done. I have to say, big uh, shout-out to Ruth Wilson. Ruth Wilson, who plays Mrs. Coulter, she is brilliant, as always, in it. Um, and uh, I think Daphne Keene and Amia Wilson... They, it's a TV show that is dealing with big, massive issues that really rests on the shoulders of two children, two child actors, and I think that they actually do quite well. So, all in all, I'll give season two a four out of five, and wow, season, good. yeah, season three, I'm really interested to see how they bring it about because I think it's going. It's to be on amazing. my watch list again. I've got it on the hard drive where I downloaded it to watch, and I haven't watched it yet. So that will be at some point <laughs> yeah yeah i think it'll be interesting because obviously sharon you and i we would both call ourselves christians and i know there's some yep. people who hate his dark materials because it is obviously it's it's going for religion it's going for a religion saying religion is bad quite frankly there's no most about it, it says religion is yeah. bad and so that i know there's some people who won't watch it or read it because of that and i'm actually i actually think it's like i think there's some really really good observations in there and some really really good discussions and arguments made in there that i think are mega interesting so yeah mm. all right yeah, um, it's on my watch list so yeah, so that's uh, his dark material season two. Um, uh, oh, I think if nothing else, watch it for Ruth Wilson. <laughs> watch for Ruth. She, She's always good. I've liked her since Jane Eyre. Though I've only watched a part of The Affair because it was just a oh, little yeah. bit uh, bit racy for me. But <laughs> nearly everything that she's been in has been has been very good. Yeah, or, or, she, or she's or she's she's one of those people who is, she is good in everything she's in, regardless of mm. whether what she's in is any good. Yes, she's always yeah a constant. 
yeah, yeah, she's she she really really is, and I think she is chilling. There's bits in this where she's absolutely chilling, and you 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 can imagine that she's the most feared person in the world, but <laughs> just before she goes. But anyway, so that's his dark materials season two, and now we are going to bring it home, and we're going to go back to Sean. So Sean, last week you spoke to us about Gotham season four, and how after the TV show Gotham had taken a little bit of a dip in season three, it got a new back on track in season four. So much so that you barreled straight on into season five, <laughs> and you finished it a week later. So, um, so um, because this is an American show, so they tend to have more episodes than they do with British shows. Like Ghost has six episodes. This has, yeah, least, they- I'm guessing, around about ten, thirteen at the very least. <laughs> yeah, they they have a lot of they do have a lot of episodes, so it did take a lot of a, a lot of bins watching. Um, yeah, I mean, so so it carries on. So basically, Gotham's like a, a separate city from the rest of whatever country it's in, America, whatever. America, obviously, America. Um, yeah. So it becomes, and so there's like different areas. So the gangs just sort of take over and they resurface, and it becomes a bit there, and then. Um, Commissioner Gordon sets up a place called Haven where, you know, all the sort of people can be looked after and stuff. And, and then on the outside world, you've got saying, oh, it's a, it's, um, uh, a, you know, a horrible place and we're not going to come and help you out and you've got to do stuff. So, you know, we're going to leave it, see how it is. We're not going to give you any help because there's no, there's no way into Gotham now. So Gotham's yep, like yep. a whole separate entity. And you've got all the regulars. You've got all the regulars there. You've got the Penguin. You've got the Riddler. You've got Selena Kyle, Catwoman, Poison mm-hmm. Ivy. They all sort of turn up in different different episodes again. And then you actually get you actually get Bane. So we've got Bane, you know. I am not the dragon. So, so that, in, in towards the later episodes, you get you, you get Bane, and you've got Hugo Strange, which I find him. He's not in it a lot, but he's like a doctor that does things to people, you know, and and he's quite a interesting, yeah, Hugo Strange. Yeah, so trying, not, not, not the Doctor Strange. He is, he is a doctor, but they call him Hugo Strange. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, him from the comics. I think he's one of those characters that I I'm, I'm only vaguely aware of from the comics. Yeah, that's the, the similar similar with me from the comics. He's not. He's. He, I, I think he might be in one, you know, one one comic, and um, so. So yeah, so he's a, he's a really interesting character. As I say, you got Bane, and they decide that they're going to take out Gotham. Basically, they're going to destroy. They're going to, you know, Gotham's going to be taken to ashes. So all the different factions in Gotham they have to sort of team up for a short while to to defend themselves. So that, yeah. that, that's that's quite an interesting concept. And then um, you know, obviously, you've got the, the he's obviously the Joker, but I don't think they're allowed to call him the Joker. But, no, you know, probably not. Oh, I'm John, Jake, Justin, whatever you want to call me. You know, all words with, with Jay sort of thing. So, and yeah, no, that was great. I really liked that. They, they were obviously saying we can't use the Joker for some reason. So yeah. well, we're going to make it. It's like we're not, we're not, we can't use the word Joker, but this guy does have a white face, red lips, green hair, wears a purple yeah. suit, but he's yeah. not the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Jo- just like the magisterium and his dark materials is definitely not the Catholic Church. This is definitely not yeah. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so then, after all this, all this, all things happen, and it does. There's, you know, a bit gets a bit moralistic towards the end because obviously uh, the people that are destroying Gotham suddenly. But whenever all these people turn up and just stand there, and you've got, uh, you, you know, obviously some people decide they have got after doing all this horrible stuff, they have got. A, 
a bit of a moral compass. So oh no. <laughs> so so yeah. So it, I mean that was a bit of a thing. And then you got the last episode, which is ten years later, and obviously, um, you know, obviously it's. But okay, I mean, okay. the last episode was. Okay, 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 Sean, 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 I, I can see you're bursting, but no spoilers. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, that was, that was, it was, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say, but it was, uh, the last episode was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, that was like the cherry, so. Oh, know, oh, I mean, oh, okay, oh, I, I couldn't read your face at all there, I wasn't sure whether you were disappointed <laughs> or, or really, really delighted about, with that last episode, I really, I couldn't read. <laughs> really I, know, know, that was, yeah, I tried to keep that one, but yeah, no, no, really, really delighted, I mean, season five as a whole, it had some, some great ones, it had some mediocre episodes, and a couple of what I would call not so, not so good episodes, so, I mean, the season as a whole, I guess... I think I probably preferred season four to, to five, but mm-hmm. the cherry, the cherry was the last. The cherry was the, was the last. Episode, <laughs> and it was just like, oh yes, we do like this. This is just like superb. It's just like proper, proper superb. So, okay. because, because the yeah. thing is, I always think that last last seasons of TV shows are really, really difficult to nail because. Yeah. Whatever's happening, you kind of know this thing is coming to an end. So it's uh, and uh, I mean, obviously, we had Game of Thrones a couple oh, of yeah. a couple of years back, which caused so much kind of like debate as to was it good, was it terrible, and you have I think you have people on either side who are going to say this, uh, mm. and but I think like last last seasons are actually quite difficult to nail, mm. and um, so it sounds like because they're wrapping some things up and all that, that there might be some dips and all that, but all in all, you seem quite happy. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, um, yeah. On the whole, as I say, it was, uh, it was, I, I think with a couple of episodes that I thought weren't quite so good, there was a few, I, had, I think I had a few of my issues with it, you know, about <laughs> you know, happened a bit like, you know, moral compasses and stuff after certain, yeah. certain something things happen something conveniently you know those that, it's that. like it's like you've been like this for four years and all of a sudden conveniently you're going against everything that we've learned about you in the last four years to go do that yeah yeah that, that, that sort of thing so but on the whole really really good and as i say the last the last episode i was just like yeah I, that was i thought oh my goodness me how cool is that and it is just like it's set it right up. I mean, I don't know if they'll ever do another series, but that was um, it was great. So, um, so yeah. So, so on the whole, so how many stars? I'm going to give it purely. It's a tough one. I would, I would, on the whole, as a as a series, I would probably say three. I think I gave season four four, didn't I? Yes, I you did. Remember? Yeah. Well, this one would go three, but because I was so chuffed with it at the end of the thing and felt satisfied and was quite happy and content, I'm going to give this a four as well. All right. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. So it really, it was like, yeah, I, li- I really, really liked this. Interesting. I'm just going to go off quickly on one of my tangents. Is that yep. I, get, I, get these, um, I get these emails sometimes from things called Heritage Auction. It's like an online auction that does movie posters and things, and um, and they have comics as well. And the one that goes, oh, Heritage News, and they had the Batman number one went for <laughs> went for a million, and this guy bought <laughs> it. This guy bought it in um, nineteen eighty three for which was 
uh, it was $3,000. It was originally $5,000 and he bought it for $3,000. That was in 1983. And basically, it was his stun was selling it. He said, I don't really want it, but it's been in my dad's collect. You know, it's been in my dad's house for this long. And so yeah. he put it into auction. And it, it, it is, mind you, it is a, a, a near mint copy. It is like yeah. you know, pristine. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's, that's a lot to do with the condition. But I mean, that's not a bad investment, is it? Three dollars, three thousand to a million, I suppose. And what? What's that? What? So what? Twenty, thirty years. Thirty. Not, yeah. not a bad, not a bad thirty, forty year investment. Good lord, so, that that's over a hundred. Wait, is it three thousand? Three thousand? Yeah, yeah, that's over a hundred times appreciation. Yeah, it's a bit well, like Bitcoin, eh? It's what? It's almost, a bit like Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's I, like I told you that as well, didn't I, Tosin? Bitcoin, right? Oh, it's going to be about must be 13, 15, 17 years ago when I was at the school. The the chap said to me, the the tech teacher Dave, I remember his name, and he said, "What we were talking one day?" He says, "What do you mean about this Bitcoin?" And I'm like, "Well, he goes, oh, it's like an online currency thing and all that." And being you know me, I'm not a tech. I was like, "No, not interested." And it was like a pound for a Bitcoin. Yeah, so I'm tempted to I'm tempted to have hundred quid. He said. I said, no, nah, no, nah, it won't go. It won't be, it'll be rub- blooming rubbish. Be blooming rubbish. <laughs> if I had bought hundred quid, I'd be a multi-millionaire, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine was saying the other day that she, it wasn't even that long ago that she bought fifty pounds worth of Bitcoin and just lost. And then she was like, she didn't even know how much it was. And I think it was in a, a couple of years or something. She now actually has, uh, she has almost three times what she put. Like she has about one hundred and forty yeah. from what she got from Bitcoin. I still yeah, don't understand I it. I still don't know how it works. No, I don't. Well, I won't. That's why I don't really. I'm not really. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not au fait with that sort of thing. And it's a kind of like, or whatever. But if you don't can't see it, you know what I mean. If you haven't got it physically there, and then well, it is a, that bit doesn't worry worry me that much. I just don't understand how it works. But but if I knew someone who knew, understood how it worked, like your Dave mm-hmm. friend, I'd be like, yeah. yeah, take some money, see what happens. Yeah. And I, as wish I, it, I wish yeah. I had it. I wish I had it. Yeah. Uh, as long as as long as you're willing to lose it, then you haven't really lost anything. Anyway, sorry yeah, about that. Again. <laughs> All right, cool. I believe that that is it for what we're talking about this week. So yeah. it's going to be next week when hopefully Sharon and I would have gotten an act together and watched Black Narcissus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I and I will plan to join Sean in watching Nicolas Cage have a lot of fun as the as the presenter of a TV show <laughs> called The History of Swear Words on Netflix. I mean, even from the opening, uh, because I, Sean, you finished watching the season. I haven't finished watching it yes. yet. But even from the opening scene of that, you can see that, okay, Nick Cage is having fun. We're getting fun, Nick Cage. He isn't just collecting a paycheck here. Uh, this isn't some direct-to-TV thing that he's that he's doing where he's like oh my god okay i'll fly to prague i'll do this just pay me and leave me alone <laughs> he's he is having and he's fun. the ideal host isn't he he is he's kind of the ideal host for the sort of tongue-in-cheek a little bit ott approach that they take to the show because the show is properly researched it's kind of this weird mix of prestige bbc actual we're going to go into like the science and the etymology of words and all that and the sort of channel force talking heads i love the 90s documentary where (laughs) you you have a whole bunch of comedians sitting around and talking about stuff and you can see that each one of them has just come and gone i'm going to come up with a wisecrack that nobody else have come up with ah i got it (laughs) and then they deliver it to the camera (laughs) so it's yeah it looks good i'm looking forward to doing that but until next week when all that should happen and all that should be being reviewed it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye, a goodbye for me. me. Yeah, yeah, good from those two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and a goodbye from those two. And uh, yeah, find us online. Find us on Facebook. Uh, look for Netflix or Cinema. Find us on Twitter. Get in touch and tell us what it is you have been watching. It's been great to have you with us, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.